This speedcast is brought to you by AF1 Racing of Austin, Texas. The best Italian motorcycles and scooters. AF1RacingAustin.com Well, in the last few weeks, two great world champions from motorcycle racing going in very different directions. Colin Edwards joining Moto America as a commentator and host for the CBS coverage while still testing at the top of his game for Michelin and MotoGP. His arch rival, though, Troy Bayliss, is back in action and back in World Superbikes, taking part at Phillip Island and then going on to take on Thailand. Two incredible stories, two incredible races. I spoke to both of them in the same week about how their careers were going. It's some interesting stuff. Listen up. Hey, Speed City fans. I am delighted to welcome onto the show one of my favorite riders ever in the world of motorcycle racing, Troy Bayliss. And Troy... Uh, Wow, what uh, what a time to talk to you on the verge of going to Thailand and having just finished Australia, which must have been mind-blowing. Jonathan, how are you, mate? It's good to talk to you. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been pretty crazy how, how this has all spun around and I've found myself back on the bike again. Um, I was down at Phillip Island anyway because we put on a flat track race um, down there just to add to the event. And, um, of course, we know that Davide was injured on the Monday, and then um, then from it went on from there. I didn't realise I was going to be doing this until Wednesday. Um, after seven years of being out of out of the game, <laughs> it was uh, very interesting, and uh, I certainly was thrown in at the deep end, missing out the Monday, Tuesday practice and everything. But you know, I had to do it. Just being Phillip Island, there was a bike there. Uh, under all the circumstances, when I said that I've been going to come back and have a ride at some stage, I just went, "I'm doing it. That's it." I'm out there. I've had like many ups and downs at Phillip Island, and the majority of them have been ups. Um, and I've had like I don't know, probably six six wins on the Ducati. I'm not really sure, um, but not just me. All the riders, all the teams, they all love going to Phillip Island. They love uh, being in cows, and uh, it's just it's one of those special events that you go to. I mean, there's lots of tracks that we do go to, but Phillip Island really does hold a, a special place in lots of people's heart. That's for sure. More importantly, how did you feel once you were out there amongst it in the 2015 crowd, so to speak? Because, yes, it's a while, but you never forget it. And you also find interesting things as you go along the way. So what was the biggest thing for you being out there amongst it? Yeah, well, obviously, there's quite a few new faces. Um, I guess the couple of regulars that I knew, which I only raced once or twice, and I think that would have been Tom Sykes only a couple of times, and Jonathan Ray, I think he did a wild card my last race ever. The funniest thing was, like, um, I went back back there that weekend, and uh, I was down there on Thursday, went and seen all the guys, and honestly, my crew were all there, apart from two guys. Um, so, Well, one girl, I was missing Alessandra, and she was the, yeah. the lady that done all the electronics for me. Sure. Um, but apart from that, the team was basically exactly the same. The bike was, um, I've ridden the bike a couple of times, but it had a fair few new buttons on it, and there's some new electronics. Uh, of course, there were some of the guys that I've ridden against before, like Sylvan, Johnny Ray, Tom Sykes, uh, and, but most of the other guys were quite new. Um, so with the first exit on the bike, like not being – I'd done a couple of tests a couple of years ago, but actually to be on the track with all the guys, like it was just felt – as I left the pit box, it felt just like many years ago. But the opening lap, I was just like, wow, I'm back out of here again. And um, on the second lap, like on my flying lap, I was just like well, – Shit, it's good to be back on the bike. And and did you fear at all that, you know, I mean, the old, old story, you know? Yeah, no, um, obviously, I had a lot of reasons for hopping back on the bike. Uh, it all stems back from a lot of years ago. I was always 
to retire at top and winning the championship and winning the, the last races that I ever rode was everybody thinks that's such a great way to go out, but I struggled with it for a few years. Um, it, was, it was really difficult. And then I started making a lot of noise about, I'm going to make a comeback, I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, after three years, I actually did get it out of my system. Um, but then you always sort of wonder. And then when this opportunity came up, I just went, wow, I'm doing this. That's all there is to it. I want to see – actually, I'll, I wanted to go there and get my ass kicked to prove that to myself that I couldn't actually do it. But I walked away from there thinking I can, I'm as fast as these guys. Like uh, in the second race, I was in the, in the lead group. And after four or five laps, I was thinking to myself, I'm, they're not going nowhere. I'm here. And, uh, and then I had some tie issues. So it was a, a really strange situation. And now I feel like I feel hungry and young again now and I want to actually ride. I was about to say, does, I mean, the fact that it was Phillip Island, the fact that it was you, the fact that it was, you know, Superbike, you know, the whole thing. I mean, going back to your start when you first realized that this was going to be your life. Because I remember, you know, I remember talking to you about it. You know, Philip Island was a huge part of that. And I just wondered, just, you know, going back to, you know, two weeks ago and then going back to where you started, how how, how kind of full circle was that for you? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, honestly, um, I, I'd done well in the Australian Championships and bits and pieces like that. But, like, it honestly, it all goes back to 97 when um, I had two very good wild cards on the on the uh, Suzuki Anset F8 Suzuki, the Australian team in the World Superbikes. And then I had the start in the GP, and that's where Bill Woods and Barry Sheen happened to be commentating at the time. I got a very good rap, and basically from there, that's when I got my start and moved, went over to England. So uh, to find myself back there riding two weeks ago after all them years was strange. And I guess you could say, like, was it, did I do good because it was Phillip Island or, or what? But actually... Like I say, I didn't get any of the pre-season testing. The guys are there testing Monday and Tuesday. Um, I'm actually looking forward to going to um, Burim or whatever they call it in Thailand because it's a new track for everybody. So, and now I've been on the bike two weeks ago. I, I've got to, I understand where the bike's at now. I've got a bit of more feeling for the tyres. I know what some, some of the buttons actually do on the bike. So, uh, and I've had three weeks to train properly. So, I'm going there actually feeling like like I used to feel, not like I was at Phillip Island. Like uh, it was just one of those, I can't even believe I did that Phillip Island. So lastminute.com, but now I feel like I'm much more ready. So could you honestly challenge for the podium in Thailand, do you feel? Uh, that's why I'm going there. Wow. Troy Bayless, that's awesome. I have been um, doing a lot of dirt track racing this year and um, for the last couple of years because it just makes me feel young again and I just love being on the bike. And... Uh, when, when this opportunity came up, I just thought to myself, well, when I go out and race dirt track, I race, it's it's more, there's more action in when I race dirt track, there's more bar banging, there's more crashing, it's uh, it's pretty full on and like honestly, I thought, I think this is going to be good because like I'm sharp, like I'm the, you know, I'm the Aussie champion in flat track and super motard, um, it's, it's, all these skills are going to help a bit, I, I should be fresh on the bike, basically it's all I need to work on the fitness because I haven't done all, you know, 45 minutes on the bike. I hadn't done any of that stuff. So that was the, probably one of the things now which should be better for Thailand. But also, uh, I'm sure, you know, like Kim and I basically decided to stop seven or eight years ago. And she knew, knew how hard it was for me for the first three years. Uh, being a one-off at Phillip Island, she could live with that. But now it seems like I'm going to the next one and we don't know where it's going to end up. So it's a weird one. But then again, you know, when I think about how you went from America and then on to the World Championship, you know, 
the, you, you know the game. This is how it works, and uh, and it's it's a, it's a strange old game. Let me ask you about the Ducati because obviously it's a massive year. I mean, you just came in because you had to, um, but really um, the whole season. Uh, last season was not good, and this season, obviously, there was some glimmers of hope that, that this could be a bike that can actually challenge properly uh, the Aprilias and the Kawasaki's. Yep. Um, I wish I could say I could have a bit more time on it because I felt pretty good on the bike, even though the setting, when I hopped on it, I didn't like it at all. So every session at Phillip Island, I was faster. In the last race, I was faster than I went in qualifying. So we definitely made progress. Um, Thailand, we get a little bit extra time on the track on Friday rather than 45 minutes. I get 75 minutes. So, I mean, I think the bike's, the bike's good. I think I just need to work on a little bit of a setting that works a little bit better for me. It's certainly not um, – even the 1098 when I rode it wasn't the fastest bike. But the, in some places, I think – I believe the bike can win for sure. Um, I just want to, like, get it a little bit more comfortable for me to ride. That's it. Finally, Troy, we're just about to start Moto America here tomorrow, in fact, at um, uh, Sega of the Americas. And I know that that is something that's been warm to your heart. Chuck Axland's involved. Wayne Rainey's involved. Uh, Colin Edwards is going to be my co-commentator. You know, I just wonder what your thoughts are on how important the AMA for you was in terms of your career. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm happy to sort of hopefully coming back strong because uh, when I went, that that was basically... The championships to be in was, um, I'd say, this World Superbikes is World Superbikes. That's the rawest to it. But I knew that the American Championship, the AMA Championship, was very strong. It was all very well backed by all the manufacturers. And um, apart from that, we had the British Superbikes, which was pretty good as well. But honestly, in America at that time was very strong, and it has died off over the years. But you know, it's hopefully it will come back strong. I loved riding over there. Just my time got cut short when Carl was injured. I moved to World Supers, but going to Daytona and then racing at Sears Point. There's so many tracks that I really wanted to go and race at. Um, that didn't happen. But anyway, I wish the guys all the best. They've got some good names behind it now. And, um, you know, we all want to see all the championships growing. You know, I'd love to see the Aussie guys to be able to make a good living here racing in Australia. But, uh, you know, time will tell and we just keep on working on that. The whole fraternity of motorcycle racing will be watching you next weekend, mate. I hope you realise that. Um, we love you. We think you're great, and it's just so awesome to see you out there doing what you do best. Thanks, Jonathan. It was good to talk to you. Um, yeah, probably a few people think, like, what the hell am I doing? But honestly, you know, I've had a lot of time on the bike, and when I hop on that bike, I feel pretty much indestructible, and I feel confident, and I know what I can do on that bike. So um, when I'm sitting on that, I'm, I'm in a good situation, and I feel good, so I want people to understand that. Mate, we have no doubt about your abilities. Go get them, mate. Thanks, Jonathan. That was Troy Bayliss talking exclusively to Speed City before he headed off to Thailand from his home in Australia. Now, though, it's time to head down to Texas to the boot camp and to Colin Edwards. He, too, is on a new career move as he heads to Moto America and the commentary booth. But Colin, as ever, will be himself, and he's still very much at the top of his game as he's still testing tyres for MotoGP. Here's my conversation with Colin just earlier this week. Okay, Speed City fans, I'm delighted to be joined by my buddy, Colin Edwards. And we're going to be spending a lot of time together this year, I think. Um, first and foremost, um, how excited are you about this new era for Moto America? Yeah, uh, really excited. I think, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a new adventure for me, myself, um, having to work with you. That'll be a bummer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I think the, the whole series, uh, I think the, the crew behind it have, have put a good series together and 
I think we're all just ready to get get going. Let's get it on, you know. Let's get some racing going. Let's uh, let's get to the tracks, get to the events, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. And I've said this before, but you know, people forget. You know, people know what you've done on the world level in MotoGP and World Superbike, but they forget that your, you know, your beginnings were in the AMA, like Kevin Schwantz and Wayne Rainey and Eddie Lawson and all these guys, Fred Merkel. So you know, deep down, you really want the American Championship to succeed and be back to the level it was. Of course. You know, I mean, there was a time uh, when it was nothing but Australians and Americans winning world titles, um, you know, and going back and forth. And that, uh, that presence hasn't, hasn't been there for a little while. So, you know, the, it seems like the uh, Italians and the Spanish kind of taken over. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you're right. I, I grew up here, um, you know, raised one or 250 championship AMA. I did two years in Superbike. Uh, so... It's a, we need to get out there, we need to spread the word, get some young talent coming through here, find that young talent and groom them, you know, and that's, that's the only way we're going to get them on the world stage. Yeah, I've got to say, some of the youngsters that are going to be meeting you at uh, Circuit of the Americas may not know your history. Tell us about, about when you arrived in the Superbike Championship in AMA. What, who were your rivals and, and, and what were your expectations? Oh gosh, that was so long ago. I've hit my head a few times. I can't remember all the names. <laughs> um, you know, my teammate <clears throat> at the time was uh, Jamie James. Um, and let's see, Doug Pullum was here in 93 and, um, Troy Corser obviously in 94. So there was, there was some good guys that, that we were racing against and it was, it made for fun racing. Um, you know, I didn't really, my first year was a learning year in 93, 94, I won three in a row and that's kind of what got me the world superbike ride and I went on from there. So as far as the national series itself, I mean, I only spent, you know, three solid years here, uh, you know, as a pro. Um, then I was I was over in Europe for the, the next 20 years, so I didn't have a whole lot of time here. But it uh, but, uh, it was it was it was fun. I, mean, I, I can't wait to get started again. You know, uh, one of the things I'm excited about, especially, is where you are in your career. A lot of guys who've been at your level turn to the media and they've stopped racing, uh, and and at them at that point, it's just reflection and and, and their opinions. Couldn't be far from it with you, and it was the same with Steve Martin when I started working with him. You know, you are still very much on the cutting edge. You have just come back from Australia and Malaysia where you have been basically developing the tires that Mark Marquez and the rest of the gang are going to be racing at the Circuit of the Americas. So uh, that, I think, makes it a great insight for you to be part of the media now because you're still out there. You're still uh, on the cutting edge. Um, how's that going? And is it enjoyable, actually, being in a different side of it? It's, uh, I love it. I mean, I, I, I think I tweeted last week that... You know, let's give you the best bike in the world, um, best track in the world, and, and cut you loose. It's a dream job. I mean, I love it. It's uh, get to ride the best bike in the world. Um, you know, and the, the the chassis and engines and the, the electronics nowadays. I mean, the, the last few years I haven't been on, let's say, a really you know one of the best packages. But to, to get back on a really good bike, um, and Michelin, I've worked with them years past, and and just developing and. I like that. I've always liked that. You know, trying to find a tenth or two or three tenths here and there and, and playing with tires and pressure and all that stuff. Um, so it's really exciting. And, 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 yeah, as far as being current, it can't get much more current. I'm, I'm on the, the top, you know, the best bike in the world. So it's uh, – and working with Yamaha, like I said, that those guys are – they've been family for I don't know how long, forever. And uh, to be a part of it and run around the world and – and developing it's fun i love it i love the way your laid back attitude towards it because you could flip it on its head and turn around and go 
your buddy Valentina is going to be, hey, Colin, why my bike not last 15 <laughs> laps? It, it's not the, the tire, not so good. But I mean, really, the pressure is there, isn't it? Whereby these guys are now depending on you and your development with Michelin to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, it, not the last test, the one before Malaysia, we kind of had a really good breakthrough. Um, Michelin, we're kind of wanting to develop two different ways. And uh, we kind of decided on one way. Everybody kind of decided on one way, uh, which is going to make my job a lot easier. We can really focus on that that one direction. And uh, it worked out in Australia. You know, we just just going there and trying to fine-tune and playing with rubbers and jacking around and, and, you know, long run after long run, especially in Australia, just to make sure tires last. And it's uh, it's fun stuff. But, yeah, there, there's a little bit of pressure. You know, when we went there and the guys got on the on the tires and a few of them threw it down the road in Malaysia, I was trying to hide behind the garage. <laughs> Nobody was coming after me, but it was the first test, and it was to be expected, really. Now you are looking from the outside. It's a great uh, chance to ask you what your thoughts are of the season ahead. I mean, I know it's early days and we haven't really got into anger yet, but Qatar's coming and Circuit of the Americas not far behind. Um, how do you see it planning out? Everybody's talking about Valentino's last hurrah. Everybody's talking about Mark Marquez and Honda doing it all again. Um, what are your thoughts? Will, will there be any change at the top? Hey man, the only change I can really see, I mean, I was at Malaysia and I put a stopwatch on uh, Marquez when he did his long run and I think it was about four or five laps in a row that was, you know, 200.9. Next lap was 200.9. And if you can, he's been known to make a couple mistakes. You know, he's young, so exuberant. And, um, if you can get Marquez to not making those mistakes like he did that long run um, and hone it and get get a little more smooth, which I think he has, and, and just more consistent, he's going to be really hard to beat, really hard to beat. Got to ask you a question, World Superbikes just got underway, and I know you must have had a chuckle as you sat on the couch probably, uh, watching your arch rival, I always talk about the fact that great championships are about great rivalries, and you have one of the best ever with Troy Bayliss, but did it not make you smile to be sat on the couch going, alright, alright old, old fella, get out there, and he wasn't by any means at all slow he was doing what he does best which yeah. is run ryan phillip island like like a, a kid yeah and you know whatever it all came up and obviously you know i'd heard the news and twitter's going off get text tornado bike come on out and you know, get a <laughs> reunion of the old guys and uh i was like no thanks i'll sit here and watch but you're right it was it was good to see him go and especially phillip island i mean the guy is he's so fast there so that was uh I was excited to see him. Right, unfortunately, it didn't didn't turn out like we had picked him. You know, we had picked him all to win at the boot camp. Uh, didn't didn't turn out that way. But uh, as I hear, he's still back on the bike for the next race, and it'd be an even playing field for everybody. Nobody's been there, so I don't know. It'd be interesting. We're all rooting for him. Talking to the boot camp, obviously now we got you on board as a sponsor and uh, we're going to be uh, hopefully running some competitions to get people a chance to come down to the boot camp, whether they take part or whether they just come out and hang. Um, just watch the uh, Dirt Wars. Uh, a lot of fun, and boot camp goes from strength to strength. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Dirt Wars, it started as a, in reality, Joe and Mike had, uh, had come to me and said, hey, what do you think about Dirt Wars and, and running this program? And I really didn't want to be a part of it, just the racing side of it. I mean, our, our camp is more of a, you know, learning skills and, and, and ingraining fundamentals and, and getting more comfortable and confident on a motorcycle. Um, and then when we kind of put the package together and we ran the first Dirt Wars, it went really good, really smooth. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. Word of mouth kind of spread. 
Um, and here we are three, four years in, and uh, Dirt War 7 was last night, and it was just epic. It was <laughs> it was awesome. We, we This was the first one we kind of separated amateurs from pros. Um, you know, the last few Dirt Wars were just everybody runs together, um, and it really wasn't correct. So we, we had to figure out a way to give everybody an equal opportunity. So we separated amateurs from pros, and, and it went off without a hitch. It was it was awesome. Really proud of, of guys, everybody at boot camp, the staff. They did an awesome job. You know, and it's a lot of fun. But also, uh, as we look ahead to Moto America, uh, we were smiling last night. There was a lot of guys that are going to be taking part in the actual championship, and a lot of guys who kind of you know hone their skills at the boot camp, whether they be kids or whether they be a James Ellison coming to, you know to the boot camp last week. But um, what about some of the young guys? You've always had an eye on the youth. Um, your own son Hayes started winning trophies too. Yeah, I noticed yeah. um, last night. Um, but um, who are you looking at? Uh, Garrett Gerloff is one example. He's been out the boot camp a bunch. But who else are you maybe looking at to try and succeed on the road now? Yeah, and that, man, I don't know. You know, Cameron Boubier, I think he's, um, you know, as far as a year ago, he was our, our hope that we were looking at. Uh, last year probably didn't go exactly to plan for him. Um, Garrett Gerloff, obviously. Um, there's a couple kids out there I think we need to really focus on. It's just hunger. You know, it's just hunger. Um, and, and, if they have it or not. And that's something that's pretty easy for me to see. It's pretty easy, you know, I've done it and been there and I can see if somebody's hungry. Um, I think that's more of an ingrained, really starts at a young age though. And, and at the same time, we gotta start working with these young kids, this 390 cup that's coming, you know, you got some young kids that are coming in and it's just finding people that have that hunger, that drive, that determination, you know, get on the starting line and look across and just want to rip everybody's head off and, and destroy them. And that's, that's the guys that we're looking for. It's interesting you use the word hunger. A lot of riders do that, especially who've been there, done that, and, and got the T-shirt, so to speak. And I think today's youth, you know, PlayStation and, 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 and the easier life, it, you're right. Creating that hunger is almost the hardest part. They love riding motorbikes. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Who doesn't? But it's actually, like you say, creating a rivalry, creating an absolute determination. Uh, to win at all costs. Yeah, and you know, I, I had uh, I had, had this conversation with Gerloff a year ago, and we were just kind of kicking around and talking, and it's like, you know, what do you think? And I said, there's only one way. There's only one option. Um, you can't win out here by a second or half a second or draft somebody to the line. That, to the people that watch, that really does no good for yourself, or, I mean, you might have won the race. Um, you know, you look at somebody like Marquez or Valentino in his prime, they would get out front and just go. They weren't worried about winning by a second. They just wanted to make everybody look bad. And they'd win by 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and just keep going. And when you're talking about a national level, okay, it's not the best riders in the world, or they'd be riding on the world stage. Uh, but if you want somebody to look at you, you, you've got to destroy. You've just got to kill them. And uh, that's, what we're, that's what I'm looking for. Finally, we are going to get in the box together and uh, do some commentary. I'm really looking forward to it, but I'm just a little concerned. Are you going to be okay in terms of give, giving you your opinion? <laughs> I've never been shy about giving my opinion, that's for sure. Um, I might have to be a little more politically correct, um, as I don't, have, I don't have my riding to, to back it up now. It's just going to be me and, and the boys. So, um, But, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. And, uh, yeah. Just maybe a little more politically correct. Still funny, though. Let's go riding. <laughs> Thanks, Colin. You got it.